You know, something that someone asked me the other day was, how can I reprogram my mindset? And it had me thinking, this is a super important topic. So today I want to talk to you about reprogramming your mindset. Now, thoughts are more powerful than we make them out to be. If you think about it for a second, every single object that you can see in front of you was just once a thought. Stay with me here. Your smartphone, your tablet, your MacBook, your laptop, your car, your house, your books, your TV, all of your material objects, all of those things were just once a thought. The reality is that they were merely just an idea. There's a quote by Lao Tzu who spoke about and wrote about the importance of thoughts. And he says, watch your thoughts because they become words. Your words become actions. Actions become habits. Habits become character and character becomes your destiny. It's powerful. We often characterize thoughts in two major camps, negative and positive. We're all familiar with the negative thoughts, especially during a time like COVID-19 and, and lockdown. Feelings of anxiety, feelings of uncertainty. Am I talking to anyone here? Feelings of self-doubt, feelings of inadequacy or being complacent or feeling stuck or that feeling of being in quicksand, you're not getting anywhere fast or even a feeling of drowning or unable to have air or a tightness in the throat. You know, these are all repercussions that stem from negative thinking. You see, these negative thoughts carry a lot of emotional weight. These emotions, we see them as anger, as a sadness, as depression, and they're usually a consequence of negative thoughts that started as a tiny little thought, but then it expanded down into a spiral. This is why it's so important to pay attention to patterns, mental patterns, to recognize the triggers, to recognize uh, our thoughts and to become more conscious, to become more aware, to become more sensitive to the thoughts that we allow our brain to entertain, our mind to entertain. You know, this is why it's so important to pay attention to our thoughts um, because in the same breath, Lao Tzu ultimately said that our thoughts can eventually shape our destiny. And if someone told me that if something as simple as modifying my mindset, reprogramming my mind could impact my destiny, wouldn't you want to listen? Okay, we're on the same page here. One of my favorite books, the books of Proverbs, written by the wisest king to ever live, King Solomon, in Proverbs chapter 23, verse 7, he says, it's a famous quote, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If you harbor negative thoughts in your heart, you see, it not only affects your mind, but studies have shown that it has a direct correlation to the impact and the functionality of your immune system and how well it operates. It also has 
an impact on inflammation in the body, even cancers can start from a negative thought. That's, that's crazy. Joints, arthritis, pains and aches and cramps, these can all be stemmed from negative thinking. But the interesting thing is that on the flip side, obviously positive thinking can lead to better health, a stronger immune system, and the brain also rewards you with nice feelings like dopamine and, and serotonin. But when it comes to reprogramming your mindset, the number one thing is that it starts with your intention. You know, there are millions of people living in this world going through a semi-conscious state is what I call it. You know, where they're programmed to wake up at nine o'clock or eight o'clock and go to work for a set number of hours and they, they fall into a set of routines and they often become complacent. And, you know, the years pass by, it's not none of their fault. They're paying the bills, providing for their family, putting food on the table, but eventually they look in the mirror and time has passed them by and they wonder why they're not feeling a sense of fulfillment. You know, there also exists another group of people. We can call these the, the 1% of the world population, which ironically, these people have some of the biggest responsibilities of anybody else in the world. These people make up the business owners, the doctors, the lawyers, the entrepreneurs, the tradespeople, the experts within their fields, the people that took charge of their decisions. They never took no as a final answer. They were focused. They understood the need to stay focused. Now, in, in my senior year in high school and through university, uh, my friends and myself, we had this thing called N2SF. Letter N, number two, letter S, letter F. Need to stay focused. And this whole thing was um, a motto that we would, we would say, we would write it, we would just be our mindset. N2SF, N2SF, it's exam time. You know, in the cubicles, it's on the walls, it's on my, on my study sheets, on my, on my study notes. And it was basically my coping mechanism of, of, of staying focused on the task and, and being able to see it from a thousand different angles. Now imagine you're just focused solely on one particular task. What you're able to do with practice is to be able to zoom out from a 30,000 foot perspective or 30,000 meters, wherever you live, and be able to see your thoughts and the possibilities that are before you. Sort of like the butterfly effect. If this decision, if I make this decision, then this will be the consequences. These are the possibilities, risk, reward. I don't wanna go into that right now. What I wanna focus on is that if you're able to stay focused on one task, you're able to gain the skill. And I say skill because it's something that some people just, they get it right away and some people it takes time to be able to pull themselves from their mind. I'm not talking about an out-of-body experience. 
what I'm talking about is being able to separate who they are as an individual, a living soul, from just the mere thoughts that come in and out of their head. Let's, let's try to break this down a little bit. You see, the 1% of the people in the world, I realize that they separate themselves from the problem and the challenge that they're focused with, right? And when they see the problem or the challenge, they don't equate that to who they are. And that's, that's very important to note. They, it, they realize it does not determine their worth. Let me break this down even further. Some of these people that I know of, they're wealthy, they're billionaires, they're millionaires. But even the ones that don't have the fat bank accounts, you see, when they understand their God-given talent, you know, they will do the best of their abilities to make sure that their talent is being fully utilized. In Maslow, Abraham Maslow, he talks about the psychologist as the moment of self-actualization. You, you, you are coming into being of who you were destined to be sort of thing. You know, but as we struggle with finding what our calling, our purpose in life is, it can be rough. There can be periods of, of questioning, you know, why am I here? What is my purpose? You know, what, was, what is the value of my life? What is the life worth? Where do I go when I die? These ex existential, existential large questions that are constantly running in the back of our minds. And that brings me to another concept that I was able to understand over the years called thought bubbles. Now we have established that um, ideas come into our mind as thoughts and they can progress to become actions, to being habits, to shaping our future, to becoming our destiny, but thought bubbles. Let's do a little experiment. If you close your eyes for a second, just a second, just a second, and you'll notice something amazing. If I start talking about the sky being green, lime green, and the grass being navy blue, a deep navy blue, for some reason, the brain will try to analyze and project an image in your mind's eyes and your mind's eye of the words being spoken. You see, there's a point I want you to remember that thoughts come in bubbles. Meh, so does temptation. They start as small bubbles and they get bigger the longer we focus on them, give them energy, and entertain them. I'll try to break this down even further. Think of a comic book. Above the character's head, you see a little bubble, you see the words, what they're speaking, what they're thinking, or an action or a sound effect. You see, from this thought bubble, another thought emerges and quickly connects to it like a spider web. You see, your mind is like a beautiful blank canvas. And on this canvas, it's very impressionable. It can be molded, it can be shattered, it can be torn up, it can be broken. But the most beautiful thing about the mind is how resilient the mind can be. One thing we need to realize is that we'll always encounter negative thoughts. There's no be-all, end-all solution, 
quick pill, quick fix to end all negative thinking. No. But, however, the question is, how can we reprogram our mindset to avoid those negative thought bubbles? And we can just pop them or just allow them to evaporate or mosey on by. That thought came in, hey, you suck today. Hey, you're worthless. Oh, see you later. You see, the important thing is to capture that thought right away. But it's easier said than done, right? I wish it was that simple. You see, the brain is a very complex organ, extremely complex. And one thing you must recognize is that the brain has two ways of thinking. There's a system one and system two way of thinking that uh, psychologists have sort of summarized the brain from a high level. System one functions like one plus one is two, or you're breathing automatically, your heart is beating, you don't have to think about it, thank God. And system two type of thinking is more cognitive related, uh, reasoning, purposeful, it's more conscious. And so the distinction that we need to recognize is that the brain is, uh, it is an organ, it can be exercised. And so just like how we need to exercise and, and eat healthy and be disciplined, all this stuff that we just love doing, we also have to train our brains, train your brains with what you put into it, what you watch, what you read, what you listen, make sure it's positive, uplifting, and it's directing you towards the destiny that you have set out for yourself. As a Christian, I'm a believer. I believe the best way to train our minds is to completely and wholly submit our minds and our lives daily to God. And maybe sometimes daily is not enough, maybe by the hour, because temptations or these thoughts or these negative emotions come out of nowhere and take us by surprise. But it's in that moment, I'm reminded of 2 Corinthians 10 verses 3 to 5 where it says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are these thoughts that become habits that you just can't get it out of your mind. It's constantly bugging you, constantly there. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity, here's the kicker, every thought to the obedience of Christ. Straight from the Bible. How you shift your mindset is by bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. What does that mean? You see, the character of Christ is loving, is caring, is humble, is nurturing, is one that cares for him, for others more than he or she cares for themselves. I want to leave you with five questions that you can ask yourself on a daily basis. Get a piece of paper, pen and pencil, or put in your phone and your notes. Five questions that you can ask yourself daily to start the process of reprogramming your mindset. Number one, what am I grateful for today? Just one thing. What am I grateful for today in this moment? Number two, how can I help somebody who is in need today? May not be money. We all have talents. 
You can bake a cake. You can write a poem. You can send a text message with a smiley face. How can I help someone who's in need today? Number three, how can I demonstrate love today in this moment? Think about that question. How can I demonstrate love today in this moment? Number four, who do I need to forgive? Oftentimes negative thoughts become reoccurring because we hold on to grudges, we hold on to gripes. And the reality is that those negative thoughts are hurting us more than it's hurting the person that we should be forgiving. So ask yourself, who do I need to forgive? Maybe there was someone back when you're younger. Just forgive them. Text them and tell them that you forgive them. Reconcile. You'll feel a lot better. Number five, ask yourself the question, have I surrendered my heart and my mind to God? Because you see, it's in the process of submission that we're able to lay our burdens before God and just lay everything at his feet. Jesus himself said, in our weakness, that is when he's made perfect. 